Welcome to Water and Air, the go-to legal podcast for senior legal professionals looking to take themselves and their teams to the next level by Parul Patel and powered by Fuel and Move. For more information on how Fuel and Move can help set up your legal team for a better version of success, click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to another episode of Water and Air. My name is Pamela Patel and I'm the founder of Fuel and Move and we're obsessed with setting up lawyers for a better version of success. And today we're delving into the deep with an intrepid induction to leadership. If you knew how lonely, thankless and selfless leadership can be, would you still want to be a leader? To work that out, you kind of need to know the other side too. The upsides are numerous, but the only ones that really matter are those that spark enthusiasm in you. Do you know what you like about leadership? What you like leadership at the place where you're working right now? Because it means so many different things in different environments. All those leadership-esque roles were not made in the same image. Not even when the titles are identical. And in law, that seems to be all the more true. In the last five years, we've seen an explosion of titles in the legal profession to describe pretty much the same person in the same role. Whether that's an associate or a junior associate, a legal counsel, legal director, vice president of legal, partner, salary partner, even equity partners. The most traditional and long-standing of all titles. They all mean something different and carry different features depending on the organization in which it sits. So in your organization, what does your title mean? What do you do? What are you expected to do? It's no surprise there's so much confusion. Even dictionary definitions of leadership and leading don't help. For example, a leader is defined in the dictionary, I think it's in the Cambridge Dictionary and the Oxford, as someone who leads. Uh, Yeah, thanks for that. Um, We're not really supposed to define things in a circular way like that, are we? Or here's another definition. Someone who controls others. Hmm. Whilst that would explain a lot about many of the old school leaders who've created the current exhausting, toxic environments riddling so many organizations, I think we can all agree that since we're all ultimately seeking freedom, leadership which seeks to control others is probably a big red X as well. So when things are so circular and confusing, it can help to simplify. So let's do that. Right. So what is it to lead? To lead is to take someone somewhere by going with them. So then, what is a leader if not simply someone who others follow? That's pretty simple, right? So then, who is following you and why are they following you? Like, do people look to you to paint a picture of the future and help you head towards it? Do people look to you for direction, for inspiration, for decisions, for help to remove obstacles, to show them the way, for someone who'll do the journey with them? Do they follow you because they think you'll help them achieve their own ambitions? Do they follow you because they believe you'll guide them forward safely and securely? This week, quite coincidentally, I was chatting with a friend and a former colleague who's gradually progressed from really like an entry-level job that basically put him at listening to people to stepping into leadership at one of the most influential organizations in the world. And it was reassuring because his observations and commitment to be a leader that fits with him reiterated what we so often read, learn, and know, but quickly disregard, albeit inadvertently. Like these ordinary everyday things are so sublimely simple to apply. 
So let's look at a couple of these things. The first thing, start. Simple, right? Start with what you know. When we step into leadership, it's like staring at a blank canvas, waiting for you to paint the type of leader you want to be on it, the type of human you want to be. And a blank canvas can seem so daunting, even at the best of times. Never mind when you're carrying what feels like the weight of the world in expectation on your shoulders. So make it easy for yourself. Start with what you know, what you know about the behaviors and leadership style you want and those that you don't. Ditch that dead weight of behaviors that don't reflect who you are and what you've identified as toxic. You know, by this time, you'll have seen many leaders before you go ahead of you. So you'll have an example, a model of behaviors that you like and the ones that you've seen as, hey, I don't want to be anywhere near that. And remember, this is a canvas. It's a living thing. And so these things that you know are things that you know right now. And it's for now with an intention that I say it. Your leadership canvas is living art. It's evolving, dynamic, imperfect. And that's okay. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. To lead others, first lead yourself. To lead yourself, first know and understand yourself. To understand yourself and others, listen. No, I mean really listen. Not the kind of listening you do to podcasts in the background or whilst you're driving or commuting or multitasking. I mean really listen intentionally. It's one of the most underestimated tools we have. Whether you listen with your eyes, your ears, touch, listen intently and without judgment. Listen to connect, to understand. Be present and just listen. It may force you into an uncomfortable state where you have to slow down and slow down uncomfortably so. Of course, not everybody wants to be that kind of leader that leads with freedom. Maybe you want to be that old school type of leader who uses control and brute force to make people go from A to B. But then these things that we're talking about are probably not for you. If that's your model for leadership, remember you'll be treated with the same compassion and mercy for every mistake you make as you treat others. When you lead with fear, you choose to also live with fear. And the fact of the matter is the results are subpar for you, your people and the organization you serve. Listening intentionally is for those leaders who value freedom and recognize that people will not be manipulated and controlled by a boss. Maybe that will be by social media or the social media algorithms, but not by you. That control model just pushes up wage costs and reduces morale and performance. Additionally, we know that engaged employees are six times more likely to be doing their best work as their best selves. And that means better outcomes for all. You, your people, and everyone you all impact. And it starts with a simple, ordinary thing we were all born doing listening, but its impacts for personal well-being and organizational well-being are extraordinary. But don't take my word for it. Try it. Try it for a week. Try it for two weeks and let us know your observations. See how your relationships are. See how people respond to you when you've taken the time to listen and connect and then make your decisions. And on that note, that's a wrap for this episode of Water and Air. See you next time. Thank you for being part of the Water and Air community. Make sure you never miss an episode release by subscribing and reviewing the podcast below. 
Also, leave your questions in the comments box and we'll try to answer them in future episodes. For the latest on performance optimization for lawyers, you can visit fuelandmove.com. We are so looking forward to you joining us next time.